0: Mark Stein's Last Call.
1: Happy Boxing Day, and do we have a Christmas box for you. We're going to remember, as we usually do this time of year, some of the musical talents we've lost in the last 12 months, songwriters, singers, and a few more peripheral figures. I would like to dedicate the show to a man whose loss last autumn I feel very severely Brian Savin was the producer of all my Serenade Radio Songs of the Week and of many other Stein radio shows going back four decades. It's not really as much fun doing these things without him, so what follows is dedicated to his memory. But this first song is kind of relevant. Anyone can have a good idea, and Brian had a lot of them. And there were a lot of ways to do those good ideas. But Brian was a genius at not only coming up with what to do, uh, but the absolute best form and style in which to pull it off. Like the man said, ain't what you do, it's the way hat you do it.
2: When I was a kid about half past three My daddy said, son, come here to me Says things may come and things may go But this is one thing you ought to know Take what you do It's the way hot you do it Take what you do It's the way hot you do it
0: Take
2: what you do It's the way hot you do it That's what gets me Mama, mama Take what you do It's the time that you do it Take what you do It's the time that you do it Take what you do It's the time that you do it That's what gets results.
0: Oh. You can't try hard Don't mean a thing Don't mean a thing Take it easy Creasy Then your job will swing Oh, it ain't. ain't what you
2: do It's the place that you do it Take what you do It's the place that you do it it's the place that you do it. That's what gets people.
1: When I started doing obituaries, the subjects, the deceased, were born in the 1880s. Now they're my contemporaries. Terry Hall died a year ago. I hadn't seen him in a long time, but he was the lead singer of two British pop groups of 40 years ago. The Specials, who were two tone. Scar Revival or some such. And then uh, after that, the Fun Boy 3, who were more uh, New Wave. I think that's what they called it. I don't really know. Anyway, one time he asked me if I knew this song. And I said, oh, yeah, of course I do. It's by Cy Oliver and Trummy Young. Um, I hope some of you at least will know Trummy Young. He's a great. Uh, he was a great jazz trombonist. He's name-checked by Bing Crosby in the film uh, High Society. And uh, Si Oliver was a fantastic arranger. You've heard me sing his praises here before for Tommy Dorsey, Sinatra, on and on. So I said, oh, sure, that song's by Si Oliver and Trummy Young. And Terry Hall said, uh, that's bleeping weird. Who the bleep knows that? But he decided to make a record of this song with the Fun Boy 3. And then he asked Banana Rama to come and sing on it. And as Karen, Sarah, and Siobhan told me many years ago, it wasn't because he liked their singing, (laughs) Uh, only because he liked their look. It ain't what you sing, it's the look when you sing it. That's what gets results, and it did. we Hall with the Fun Boy Three and my old chums from Banana Rama. Ain't what you do, it's the way Hatcha you do it. And if you do it like that, you can have a big hit with a 40-year-old song. Not, uh, not for my tastes as hot as the Jimmy Lunsford band in 1939. But it was a top-five smash in the UK and all over Europe in the 1980s. Rest in peace, Terry Hall. I associate that record for uh, personal reasons with very happy times.
3: The look of love is in your eyes The look your heart can't disguise
1: Bacharach died in February at the grand old age of 94. I spent a day with him and Elvis Costello at the Chicago Theatre a quarter century back. Maybe we'll dig that out, see how it holds up. Everybody knows at least one Burt Bacharach tune, from what's-it-all-about-Alfie and the look of love to Arthur's theme, when you get caught between the moon and New York City, and that's what friends are for. He was a serious composer, unusual harmony. Unusual shifts of time signature. Uh, unusual intervals. Steve Tyrell, who was the a man at SEPTA Records and uh, worked on a lot of those early Bacharach and David hits for Dion Warwick. Steve Tyrell once told me that he thought raindrops keep falling on my head was Bert's attempt to write a Bob Dylan song, and he developed this kind of cute party piece of what it would sound like doing it in a Dylan-esque rasp. And I sort of see what he means, but I think that's mostly a function of what Bert used to do with these uh, upward sevenths in... uh, Upward sevenths in the main phrase of that song. Raindrops keep falling on my head. And just like the guy whose feet are too big for his... And up! Bed! Uh, and that seventh uh, when it's sung. It sounds like a fellow singing in the shower, uh, trying to do an octave uh, leap and falling just a little short, which can sound very like Bob Dylan, especially latterly. It's it's the way a lot of guys sing, but it's not the way a lot of composers write. Um, uh, but Burt Bacharach did things like that all the time, and it's part of what makes Raindrops utterly charming. But I'm going to play one of the big hits... Not one of the big hits today, uh, because I'm sure they're playing them on all the other shows. This was a small hit, but an absolutely lovely tune and an unusual premise. A jilted lover on her ex's doorstep, wondering why she can hear smoocheroo music coming from inside the house. Dion Warwick just squeezed into the top 40 with it. But I have always had a slight preference for this version by Tina Mason. Are you there with another girl?
4: I hear the music
3: coming out of your radio. Are you there with another girl instead? And there's something I've got to know Are you there with another girl Instead of me? Oh, I'm standing on your doorstep And I don't know what to do Should I ring your doorbell or just walk away? My friends all say that you were never true Silhouettes in back of your window shade. Are you there with another girl when I am gone? I can't believe you break the promises that you made. If you're there with another girl, I can't. Take goodbye So if there's another, I don't want to know If he should go, oh I would surely die
1: Another Girl, Wonders Tina Mason, arranged and conducted by H.B. Barnum for what was supposed to be her breakout album at Capitol Records, uh, confidently titled Tina Mason is Something Wonderful. The breakout album never broke out, but Tina Mason kept going. She died a couple of years back. The lyrics are by Hal David, who died in 2012. And the music is by Burt Bacharach, who took his leave in February. Let me also note the passing in February of Huey Piano Smith at the age of 89. As the name suggests, he, he was a pianist from New Orleans and also a songwriter. This was a rather small hit for him. In 1957, but it's stuck around and in the 66 years since has been sung by innumerable performers. There was a thing called Walkin' Pneumonia around back then. Uh, there's a medical name for it, uh, but that's how it was popularly known. Not so much today, but it certainly was back then. Uh, walk-in Pneumonia is so-called cool because it's pneumonia, but you can still walk around with it. My dear makeup lady, Christiana. Uh, who makes me look so much more fabulous on camera than I do off camera in my present haggard state. Uh, Poor Christiana currently has pneumonia, and she isn't really walking around with it at all. Uh, But we send her our best wishes and hope she's back in the studio very soon. Uh, But in 1957, there was a lot of walking pneumonia, walking around. And there was also the Asian flu, which had just landed from Singapore and killed something like 100,000 people in the United States. And this is the difference between now and then. Huey Piano Smith uh, was hearing about the uh, Walken pneumonia and uh, the Asian flu and thought, oh, there's a lot of respiratory ailments going around at the moment. Maybe I can get a hit out of that. As I said everyone's done it from Patti LaBelle and Johnny Rivers to Aerosmith and The Grateful Dead. I happen to like this version. Georgie Fame. I got the rockin pneumonia and the boogie-woogie flu. I wanna jump but I'm afraid
0: I'll fall. I wanna holler but the joy is I got a rockin' new morning and a boogie woogie foot. I want some other baby, that ain't all. I want to kiss her, but the And young men in rhythm got a hold on me too. I got a rockin' new morning and a boogie woogie foot. I wanna move. A boogie woogie but baby baby boogie baby 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 too baby 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 'cause I'm taking too long. The young men got a hold on
1: Foggy Fame sings a song written by Huey Piano Smith in 1957 when there was a lot of walkin' pneumonia and Asian flu, but he had the rockin' pneumonia and the boogie-woogie flu. No topical pop culture today. Nobody writes I got the Faucian variant and the boogie-wuhan flu. If you're a fan of uh Huey Piano-Smith, The Performer, and you think I should have played his original version there rather than Georgie Fame? Well, here's another hit by Mr. Smith. And again, everybody has done this song. Frankie Ford, Bobby B, Herman's Hermits, Jose Feliciano, Don McLean, The Beach Boys, Jimmy Buffett. But here's how it sounded first time round. Old man
0: rhythm is in my shoes. No, you...
3: Nothing to lose, won't you let me take you on a secret?
0: Knife in the back, got to get a rock and get my hat off the rack.
3: Be my guest, you got nothing to do. Won't you let
0: Won't you let me take you on a sea cruise
3: Ooh-wee, ooh-wee, baby, ooh-wee Ooh-wee, baby, ooh-wee, ooh-wee, baby Won't you let me take you on a sea cruise If you like jumping, baby, won't
0: you join me, please? Don't like begging, but now I'm on bending knees
1: Sea Cruise, written by Huey Piano Smith, who died in February. The actor Robert Blake left us in March. He had a very long career starting eight and a half decades back, when he was a child star in MGM's R gang, The Little Rascals. And it went on from there up until he was put on trial for the murder of his wife. He was acquitted but it killed his career and it killed reruns of his 70s hit TV show, Beretta, which I regret because it had a terrific theme tune by Dave Grusin with lyrics by Morgan Ames after the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Chapter 10, verse 29. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many spams. Sammy davis Jr. Don't go to bed with no price on your head. Ooh, no, Don't do it. No, no.
0: if you can't do the time Mm price. No. Don't do it. Don't do it.
1: Sammy Davis, Jr., keeping his eye on The Sparrow. Music by Dave Grusin, words by Morgan Ames. The theme from Beretta, starring the late Robert Blake. Don't go to bed with no price on your head. That's the mistake I made with Ofcom. Bobby Caldwell also died in March. He was a singer-songwriter of what they call blue-eyed soul and uh, rhythm and blues, and his songs were recorded by all the biggest stars: Vanessa Williams, Boys to Men, Michael Bolton, Dionne Warwick, Natalie Cole, Peebo Bryson, The Captain and Tennille. Uh, and that's grand, but those songs are not uh, particularly my bag. Uh, But then in middle age, Bobby Caldwell did what a lot of guys have been doing in recent decades, and he made a standards album. They were a predictable set of songs. Come fly with me. I get a kick out of you. I've got you under my skin. Uh, And it just seemed to me like the lamest Sinatra karaoke with no emotional investment or point of view. And then halfway through, a song popped up that I didn't know And I glanced at the credits and found that it was by Mr. Caldwell Louis Mem. Uh, And uh, I rather liked it in a kind of uh, lilac wine kind of way, if you heard our Serenade radio show on that song a couple of months back. So this is an R&B blue-eyed soul guy uh, writing a standard type song. Bobby Caldwell April Moon.
5: This is a story I've wanted to tell. I was left for a handsomer guy. All I could do was wish them both well and gaze at my friend in the sky. He Know me, I have wept here before, can you believe I went back to her for more, I just hate that side of me.
1: Left me with nothing, you know the ropes. Can't you do something to restore my sanity? Ah, we all know the ropes. Words, music, arrangement and vocals by Bobby Caldwell, who died in New Jersey in March. (laughs) one for all those boomer rock types out there who berate me incessantly for being Mr. Squaresville and not digging the rock and roll did you know that this year the guy who wrote Layla died and right now uh, across the planet people are going whoa hold up there Eric Clapton died no, no 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 not Clapper but his co-writer on Layla Jim Gordon who was the drummer with Derek and the Dominoes he was a very fine drummer Very much in demand. He's the guy drumming on classical gas by Mason Williams and various other hit records. But his main contribution to rock songwriting is as Eric Clapton's co-author on Layla at the dawn of the 70s. Jim Gordon then uh, got various mental health issues that developed into schizophrenia. And he started hearing voices, including that of his widowed mother. And in 1983, he was back home with her, heard voices telling him to kill her. And so he did, trying first with a hammer and then more successfully with a butcher's knife. Jim Gordon was tried for the murder of his mom, Osa Marie Gordon. And because his schizophrenia had not been formally diagnosed before the killing, he was denied an insanity plea and sentenced by the state of California to life in prison. Ten times he applied for parole. Ten times he was denied. Mr. Gordon played with almost every big star of the era. Alice Cooper, the Beach Boys, John Lennon, Steely Dan, Frank Zappa. He's drumming On our friend Maria Muldor's hit record of Midnight at the Oasis, but he died in the state psychiatric penitentiary in Vacaville, California, almost entirely forgotten and unmourned. Um, When I say Jim Gordon and Eric Clapton co-wrote Layla, in fact they wrote their respective bits of it entirely separately and there's some thought that Jim Gordon nicked his bit from his then-girlfriend Rita Coolidge and Clapper has spent the four decades since his co-writer was convicted of murder uh, removing all the Jim Gordon elements from the song and returning it to the ballad it was originally meant to be. Uh, I don't know whether it would have been as big a hit Uh, had it been introduced as a ballad. And it remains officially credited in all versions to Messrs. Clapton and Gordon. So here's Mr. Clapton's most recent take. Uh, Just a... A year or so back during lockdown in the UK, to which he very famously objected, and for which he was damned as a deranged science denier. Meanwhile, his old bandmate, Jim Gordon, was four decades into his own rather longer lockdown. Here's a lockdown, Layla.
6: What do you do when you get lonely? Nobody's waiting by your side You've been running, hiding much too long You know it's just your foolish pride Layla, you got me on my knees, Layla Begging, darling, please, Layla Darling, won't you ease my way Tried to give you consolation, ran your old manner, let you down. Like a fool, I fell in love with you. You turned my whole world upside down, and lay me up You got me on my knees, baby I'm begging, darling, please, baby and Darling. the best of this situation Before I finally go and say Please don't say never find a way Tell me all my love's in vain Layla You got me on my knees Layla I beg begging, darling Please Layla Darling won't you ease my will Got me on my knees, Layla. Begging, darling, please, Layla. you got me on my knees. I'm begging, darling, please. Darling, won't you ease my worried mind? Hey, love, you got me on my knees.
1: sung by Eric Clapton in 2021, uh, written half a century earlier by Eric Clapton and Jim Gordon, a convicted murderer who died in prison in March. I played that version because when I was a kid and heard the Derek and the Dominoes hit, I always heard that line, Darling, won't you ease my worried mind, as Darling, won't you be my honey pie? which doesn't sound like Eric Clapton at all. Unusually for this show, we're in boomer rock mode. Not just Layla, but another celebrated lady of song from more or less exactly the same time, the late 60s. Keith Reed also died in March. You may not know his name, but he wrote all the lyrics for the songs of Procol Haram including their very biggest hit, which was number one around the world in 1967. My old chum Diana Moseley, one of the Mitford sisters, widow of the British fascist leader Sir Oswald Moseley, um, and in fact the only person on the planet able to say that Churchill came to her first wedding and Hitler came to her second wedding, Um, Diana picked this song as one of her Desert Island discs on the BBC, and she listened to it uh, from 1967 on for the rest of her life. She told me she liked all the Baroque flourishes because she was a Baroque kind of gal. But she also liked Keith Reed's words, and she sang in a rather languid, upper-class voice to me the bit about her... Oh, I always like the line, "turned cartwheels cross the floor. It's a good lyric, a good lyric. The music is, according to which side of a famous lawsuit you take, Uh, It went all the way to the House of Lords, the first musical copyright case to do so. Uh, The music, according to which side you come down on, is either by Gary Brooker and or Matthew Fisher. But the words are indisputably by Keith Reed. This is not the Procal Harem version, but one in which the late lyricist's text is a little more prominent, uh, courtesy of The chap who introduced the world to Windmills of Your Mind. Here is the actor and singer Noel Harrison. We skipped the
7: light fandango Turned cartwheels across the floor I was feeling kind of seasick The crowd called out for more The room was humming harder As the ceiling flew away When we called out for another drink The waiter brought a tray And so it was that later As the miller told his tale that her face at first just ghostly Turned a whiter shade of pale She said there is no reason and the truth is plain to see But I wandered through my playing cards And would not let her be One of sixteen Vestal virgins Who were leaving for the coast And although my eyes were open they might just as well been closed, and so it was that later As the miller told his tale That her face at first just ghostly turned a whiter shade of pale.
1: A whiter shade of pale. Noel was the son of a far more famous actor, and indeed, thanks to my fair lady, a far more famous singer. Rex Harrison. Sexy Rexy. I can't quite believe that in the course of my life I've met three generations of that celebrated thespian dynasty all no longer with us. Sir Rex, his son Noel and Noel's darling daughter Catherine Harrison, such a fine actress, lovely lady, and dead far too young. That was her dad singing the lyrics of Keith Reed, her face at first just ghostly, turned a whiter shade of pale. Keith Reed died in March in London, so he is now the ghostly face, rest in peace. And I know what at least a few of you will be saying, Stein, it's not the lyrics that made that song a hit, it's the lift from Johann Sebastian Bach's Air on a G-string at the front of the Prokelharem version. So why aren't you playing that? Sorry, we don't have time for any Bach borrowing. Happiness is a
3: cigar called Hamlet, the mild cigar.
1: On February the 18th, 2010, Gordon Lightfoot was driving in Toronto en route to the office when he heard on the radio that he had died. In such circumstances, most of us would turn around and go back to bed. But Lightfoot kept on to the office and to new tour dates and live albums for almost another decade and a half. He died for real in May. This was the song in which he found his voice. He was living in Los Angeles and missing home. And on rainy mornings, he liked to go to the airport and watch the planes take off. If you try that now at LAX, even if you survive the tasing or shooting, you'll be on the no-fly list for 30 years. But back then, it was different. And so a young songwriter wrote, in effect, a train song for the jet age. Just as Johnny Mercer heard the lonesome whistle blowing across the trestle, Gordon Lightfoot heard a wistful echo in the 707s on runway nine.
8: In the early morning rain With a dollar in my hand With an aching in my heart And my pocket's full of sand I'm a long way from home, and I miss my loved ones so. In the early morning rain, with no place to go, out on runway number nine, big 707 set to go, but I'm stuck here in the grass. Where the cold wind blows. Now the liquor tasted good. And the women all were fast. Well, there she goes, my friend. Well, she's rolling down at last. Hear the mighty engines roar. Bird on high, she's away and westward bound. Far above the clouds, she'll fly where the morning rain don't fall and the sun always shines. She'll be flying over my home in about three hours' time. This old airport's got me down It's no earthly good to me Cause I'm stuck here on the ground As cold and drunk as I can be You can't jump a jet plane Like you can a freight train So I'd best be on my way the early morning rain You can't jump a jet plane Like you can a freight train
1: was on Gordon Lightfoot's debut album, and everybody did it. Judy Collins, Peter Paul and Mary, Bob Dylan, Jerry Lee Lewis. This next one was the first time Gordon Lightfoot cracked the American charts with his own record of a song. Uh, The single reached number five on the pop chart and number one on the Easy Listening chart in 1971. The latter... Uh, can be more useful than the former, at least in the 70s. It guaranteed your song an industrial strength, ubiquity on TV variety shows and the like, and meant that when producers needed side two, track five for anybody's album, it was the first thing that popped into their heads. You didn't need to be a mind reader to read that if you could read my mind was on every A&R man's mind. So Andy Williams and Barbara Streisand and Johnny Mathis and Petula Clark and Herb Alpert and Jack Jones all dutifully recorded the number. Which is impressive, given that the lyric, written in the ruins of Mr Lightfoot's first marriage, has flashes of rare bitterness. I'm just trying to understand the feelings that you lack which latterly, at their daughter's behest, uh, Lightfoot sang as the feelings that we lack. Still and all, it's an unusually vicious line to hear wafting up from the gullets of Johnny Mathis and Pet Clark and Andy Williams. And for me, it really needs the writer's own splendidly lugubrious vocal to pull it off. That said... I always like the disco version. From the late Viola Wills. So I paid tribute to Linda Lewis, singer and songwriter and guitarist and just a super nice person. Linda died at just 72 earlier this month. I first met her at London's Capital Radio when I was a 14-year-old schoolboy and I thought she was super hot. Uh, because I was a 14-year-old schoolboy and a mess of raging hormones. But my hormones calmed down, and um, to the end, I still thought she was super hot, uh, mainly because of her fabulous five-octave voice. Uh, Don't take my word for it. All kinds of people love that voice. David Bowie, Rod Stewart, Cat Stevens. Um, On the telly show, I played a bit of her big hit, It's In His Kiss, which is way better than Cher's version 15 years later. And then I played Linda singing Gilbert and Sullivan, which gives you an idea of her range. This song was written by John Martin, the British folk singer. Uh, it was never a hit, but for quite a few years, a lot of big singers sang it. Ralph McTell, Eric Clapton, the Bellamy Brothers, Wet, Wet, Wet. Linda was ahead of all of them. And when I think of this song, I hear it in her voice on a magical night in a provincial town hall, a lifetimer.
3: You're just like a great strong brother of mine And you know that I love you too You never talk dirty behind my back And I know there are those of you Please watch a, please watch bear it in mind? Love is a lesson to learn in our time Please, won't you bear
1: John Martin, May You Never. That record will always remind me of a very happy time in my life. Thank you, Linda. If you watch my show or listen to it, you'll know Mike Bat, the presiding genius behind The Wombles. I mention that mainly because... Laura Rosen Cohen and Kate Smythe were Wombles fans in childhood from the opposite ends of the earth, from the two senior dominions of the Commonwealth. Um, You've seen Mike on The Mark Stein Show. You've heard him on our Serenade Radio Song of the Week. Anyway, Mike and I were swapping a few thoughts about Linda Lewis a few days after she died because he managed her for a few years in the 70s. Uh, On the telly. Uh, I played her lovely foray into Gilbert and Sullivan, the Mikado, but she also sang Georges Bizet from his masterpiece, Carmen. How does that happen? Well, Mike Bat has a thing he does when he's making an album of new material with singers. Okay, great. Ten new songs. But how about doing a couple of older items just to vary the flavour of the set? So the singer goes round to Mike's pad and hears a zillion songbooks and anthologies and what they call fake books, collections of songs with top line and chords. And they rummage around, kick it about and see if the singer connects with anything. Well, Linda connected with this. I said to Mike how much I love this record. And he told me that earlier, uh, after Linda's death, he'd listened to it for the first time in years and thought she sang it so well, but he had no idea why he had the drums play such a wacky drum pattern. I kind of like the drums on this, and Linda's vocal is magnificent. Love's a
3: baby that grows up wild And he don't do what you want him to. Love, baby This angel child and he won't pay any mind to you. One Sorry. Some...
1: Linda Lewis with orchestra arranged and conducted by Mike Bat and the Habanera from Carmen music by Georges Bizet with English words by Oscar Hammerstein II written for his American adaptation of the opera as Carmen jones and with all due respect to mike i'm okay with the drums on that very nice arrangement by batty and a terrific vocal rest in peace lovely linda you brightened a lot of lives and certainly mine um oh you're gonna love this one do you follow balkan pop music Balkan pop music. The Croat pop star Yasmin Stavros died in Zagreb at the age of 68. He had a lot of hits. Uh, I've always quite liked his song, A Dalmatian Man and a Slavonian Woman. Hey, you know how that goes. Uh, As I said, I liked it, but it's probably not the best title if you're looking to have a hit in the US. This was his blockbuster. In fact, it came back. Uh, in a I think what they call it a club mix and it was a hit all over again just a couple of years ago in the 80s just before Yugoslavia fell apart and Croatia was reborn uh, Mr Stavros was living in America and feeling a little homesick and he wrote a song called Da Obisto America I would give a hundred Americas. I would give anything in the world. I'm going just to sit on the porch with a map and some bevanda. I'm counting the waves. I always like that couplet, um, if you'll forgive my Croatian pronunciation. Tek da sjednem navarandu pa uskata i Bavandu. Vanda is a popular drink in Dalmatia, a blend of wine and water. Uh, anyway, this got to number two on the Yugoslav hit parade in 1989. Yasmin
2: Stavros, Dao Bistou Amerika. <speaking in Spanish> Ko tam me poslo Bog Nikoga više ovdje ne znam Kaže mi Reci gdje su Nam prijatelji svi Pa kaže Dao bi Amerika, Sve na svijetu me ascienden verandu, pa' buscarte y bebandu, bro y malog zovuđim da prozora kuća ima dvadeset
1: Yasmin born in Split but who died in Zagreb in May and his Balkan blockbuster of 1989, Daubisto America, I would give a hundred Americans. Number two on the Yugoslav hit parade, there is no longer a Yugoslav hit parade because there is no longer a Yugoslavia, but the song lives on. Tina Turner died in 2023, a great American singer. Oh, no, wait, she wasn't American at all these last 10 years. I didn't know that until after her death. But three decades back, she bought a chateau on the shores of Lake Zurich in Switzerland. And in 2013, she decided to become a Swiss citizen. Uh, And that's way more difficult than becoming Canadian or American. You have to have some serious knowledge of Swiss history, and you have to be convincingly fluent in the dominant local language in your corner of Switzerland, which in this case would have been German. Uh, But Miss Turner passed and became a Swiss And this wasn't just like a lot of us have been doing in the COVID years. As I was saying, I'd been doing myself, acquiring extra passports of convenience to assist us across the ever more mercurial frontiers that now obstruct freedom of movement in our world of uh, contagion and control. Uh, That's to say, six months after becoming Swiss, Tina Turner went to the American embassy in Bern and formally renounced her U.S. citizenship, saying she no longer had any ties to the United States, which um, I think is a sad thing to say about the land of your birth. But uh, there we are. Uh, What did Miss Turner like about Switzerland? Well, the mountains are high and the rivers are deep. I Harrison declared that, quote, a perfect record from start to finish. You couldn't improve on it. He's right. But it only got to number 88 on the Billboard Hot 100. And it was its success overseas that saved it. Number three in the UK, number nine in the Netherlands, number one in Spain. River Deep Mountain High by the then husband and wife team of Jeff Barry and Ellie Greenwich. And the subsequent convicted murderer... Phil Spector. Ellie Greenwich told me that she and Jeff wrote it, and Spector wound up with an author's credit just for all his wall of sound stuff, which I hope is true. Uh, Spector was an awful man, and I don't like to think of the guy who murdered Lana Clarkson, a sweet and trusting lady, having a hand in such a great song. Spector had seen the Ike and Tina Turner review live and went round to see them. Uh, at their home because he wanted to put Tina Turner's voice with that big wall of sound. He had no use for Ike, but Ike insisted as part of the deal that all the records were credited to Ike and Tina Turner, even though he had sod all to do with them. Phil Spector abused her during the session. Ike abused her after the session. So both guys got their peace. You can see why she was glad to settle on Lake Zurich. Rest in peace you Swiss miss. Ed Ames died this year at the grand age of 95. I spent a very pleasant week with him on a National Review cruise a few years ago. He was a fan of mine and his missus even more so. And I was a fan of his and his marvelous, rich singing voice. Such a beautiful voice. He had started with his siblings as part of the Ames brothers, uh, and they had a ton of hits in the 50s. And after they broke up, he began a successful solo career, not just as a singer, but as an actor. He played Mingo. Uh, the Cherokee Indian on the TV show Daniel Boone. And he was certainly a lot more convincing as a Cherokee than Elizabeth Warren. And he had way better cheekbones, as I had the pleasure of telling him. Uh, And in the course of playing Mingo, Ed got rather good at throwing a tomahawk. Uh, So one night he was booked on The Tonight Show, and Johnny Carson asked him to demonstrate his skill with the tomahawk. And they brought out a life-size cutout of a cowboy and put it up on the other side of the stage. And Ed hurled his tomahawk across the stage and it hit the target right in the poor fellow's groin with the shaft pointing upwards. And what followed, I believe, still holds the record for the longest sustained laugh by a live audience in American television history. And Ed was about to walk over the stage and retrieve his tomahawk, but Carson restrained him (laughs) uh, in order to let the wave of laughter continue to roll over the crowd. It was huge. And then he looked at the tomahawk jutting out from the crotch and said to Ed, I didn't even know you were Jewish. (laughs) And then added, Welcome to Frontier Briss. (laughs) (laughs) Frontier Briss. Johnny loved that sketch and played it over and over and over through the decades. Here is Dear Ed Ames Without His Tomahawk. A top ten single from 1967 with Ed in fine voice. Sometimes in the morning
4: when shadows are deep I lie here beside you just watching you sleep And sometimes I whisper what I'm thinking of my cup Runneth over with love. Sometimes in the evening, when you do not see, I study the small things you do come. I memorize moments that I'm fondest of, my cup runneth over with love. Oh, in this moment with some light abroad.
1: The number eight single that was also the title song of a top four album, somewhat counter intuitively in the otherwise psychedelic Summer of Love, 1967. My Cup Runneth Over, written by Harvey Schmidt and Tom Jones for a modest musical, I Do, I Do. One set two persons, but they were Mary Martin and Robert Preston, so who needs anyone else? The lyricist of that show, uh, Tom Jones, uh, also died this year. You can hear our Serenade radio show of Tom's biggest hit, Try to Remember. It's in our Song of the Week department, and uh, it includes Ed Ames's version of that song. Uh, My Cup Runneth Over by Ed is a year younger than that Tina Turner record we played, but it belongs to a lost world. Rest in peace, you gentle giant. Oh, one more from Ed. A hit for him and his brother's terrific record of a terrific song.
4: There's a sunny little, funny little melody that was started by a native down in Waikiki. He would gather a crowd down beside the sea and they'd play his gay Hawaiian chant. Soon the other little native started singing it and the hula hula maiden started swinging it. Like a tropical storm, that's the way it hit. Funny little gay Hawaiian chant. ah Ta ha ta la. Though it started on an island on Hawaii Way It's as popular in Tennessee or Iowa If you wander into any cabaret You will hear this gay Hawaiian chant ha Wait. ta A pili ko a lua la Puti tui lua i te toa la Lanoli Ta oa e la a ta oa e wa e la E huhenela a pili ko a lua la Puti tui lua i te toa la Lanoli o Chant. Funny
1: little gay chant. The Ames Brothers, the Hawaiian War Chant, number 21 on the Billboard charts in 1951, should have got a lot higher. In June, I was very sorry to hear that Sheldon Harnick had died at the age of 99, because I was certain... He was going to make his century. Alas, not. Sheldon was a Broadway lyricist. In fact, his biggest hit closed out that spectacular, golden, two decade, single, unbroken season that began with Oklahoma and ended with Fiddler on the Roof.
4: If I were a rich man.
1: You know, any lyricist can write clever polysyllabic rhymes, but Sheldon Harnick's the only lyricist who ever wrote Yabba Dabba Dum for Fiddler on the Roof with Zero Mostel. There's no song like it, but you don't need me to sell you Fiddler on the Roof. However, I do have a soft spot. For the show, Sheldon and his composing partner, Jerry Bock wrote just before Fiddler, She Loves Me. It has a title song, although to be honest, She Loves Me must be the most potentially dreary title with the exception of I Love Her. What can you say that hasn't been said a zillion times before? Well, as it turns out, quite a lot. Here's Shirley Bassey to bat it to the back of the balcony.
9: To my amazement I love it Knowing that he loves me He loves me too he doesn't show it How could he When he doesn't know it Yesterday he loathed me Now today he likes me And tomorrow Tomorrow Teeth ache from the urge to touch him. I'm speechless, for I mustn't tell him. It's wrong now, but it won't be long now. Before my love discovers that he and I are lovers. Imagine how surprised it's bound to be. How could he When he doesn't know it I'm tingling Such delicious tingles I'm trembling What the heck does that mean I'm freezing That's because it's cold out But still I'm incandescent And like some adolescent I'd like to sprawl on every wall I see
1: Sing it, Shirley. Shirley Bassey with a fabulous Johnny Spence arrangement. My teeth ache from the urge to touch her. That's a Sheldon Harnick line. Uh, Sheldon was kind enough to appear on my radio and TV shows whenever I asked over the decades. And in return, uh, he'd occasionally asked me over to his pad at the Beresford on Central Park West. One of the fanciest addresses in manhattan he shared the building with the great violinist isaac stern uh, tony randall from the odd couple glenn close jerry seinfeld very depressing always to be the lowest billed guy in the elevator here from the stein archives is sheldon harnick talking to me about another broadway hit of his fiorello The director of that show, George Abbott, was considerably older than Sheldon and there was a lyric in there that touched him and that touches me as the years go by and old friends take their leave.
6: There's a line in the song, where do I go from here, as each irreplaceable day goes by, I don't remember what preceded it, but that was the phrase. as each irreplaceable day goes by. And he said to me one day, he said, "Ah, oh, I'm sorry the song was cut. Every time I hear that line, it is so meaningful to me.
4: What?
1: Tomorrow, Words and music by Sheldon Harnick and Jerry Bock from the Broadway musical Fiorello, as sung for me on TV a long time ago by Sheldon and his wife Marjorie, who was in that show. Twilight descends, everything ends. Parting is such sweet sorrow. The lyrics of Sheldon Harnick, who died in June at 99. Parting is such sweet sorrow, but in this case it's only temporary. We shall have more musical obituaries from the second half of the year in a week's time. Till then, one more from Sheldon Harnick on The Passage of Time.
6: Is this the little girl I carry?
3: Is this the little boy?
0: Mark
6: Stein's Last Call is a production of Mark Stein Enterprises and Oak Hill Media.
0: All rights reserved.